0: OB Radio, episode 50.
1: Live from the Westwood One Studios in Times Square, it's Joey Antsameco. OB Radio!
2: Radio. Radio.
1: Thanks, Joey. I'm in the lounge here at Westwood One uh, waiting for one of my oldest pals. My God, I've known this guy for 20 years, Mike Sappho.
3: Twenty years in the making.
1: We're talking about Steven Lynch. I haven't talked to him in about uh I would say two years.
3: Really that close? I was thinking like seven years.
1: No, he came in once, I think. Maybe once or maybe twice when I was at Sirius XM. He's one of these guys that in the early days when we first moved to New York from Boston, he was on the show a lot, and he drank a lot of beers with us, and he partied, and he was on so much. And then uh, we got fired. We kind of lost touch. But I hooked up with him again, and I want to talk to him about this. I was wandering the earth after I got fired for Sex for Sam, and I found myself in L.A. living at my agent's house who's no longer with us, by the way. He passed about a year ago. But I was in a miserable relationship that was breaking up. So I lost my career and I lost my relationship. And I'm like, fuck this. And it was winter. Winter hit. Uh, So I I went out to L.A. And I was living out there for, I don't even know, at least least a month or probably longer. And I was using it as a home base. I went up to uh, San Francisco. I did the drive up the Pacific Coast Highway to see Jim Norton back in the day when we all got along and then I flew back to L.A. and then I'm hanging out at the comedy store and across the street at um, I forgot the, uh, uh, the House of Blues I think is across the street from the comedy store I see uh, tonight Stephen Lynch I'm like that's my old pal that I haven't seen at this point for a year or two so, uh, of course, I get into the show, and I knock on his uh, green room door, and he's hanging out with all, his whole gang. And he freaked the fuck out when he saw it was me. And he's like, what are you up to? I'm like, absolutely nothing. I'm just bumming around L.A. So he goes, hey, man, we're, we're jumping in a car after this show, and we're going to drive to Vegas because I'm playing Vegas. And at this point in my life, I was never uh, in Vegas before. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll go. And uh, so then we went to Vegas. We partied there and hung out. And then, uh, you know, and then we went our own directions for another year or two, and then he would pop up here and there. So uh, I love, love Stephen
3: Lynch. Back on the New show, you would be talking about him, and he was living in the city. He would just show up at the studio. Yeah. And I remember you would hear the beers clanking. Yeah. Like the click, click, click as he's playing a song and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the day, uh, that was the days, I should say, that we had no real bosses. And they didn't know what to do with us because our ratings were so ridiculous. We were just making ridiculous money for the company that they pretty much let us do whatever the hell we wanted, which was our demise in the end because we were very irresponsible back then. It led to the Sex for Sam, which led to us getting fired. And it led to uh, me having to take two and a half years off of my career. But before that, we had uh, beer fridges all over the place. We had beer companies coming in with pallets of beer.
3: You had the frozen Jaeger machine. You remember the frozen
1: Jaeger machine?
3: You had the two refrigerators. One was the lunch one, one was the beer one. And then like a week later, they were just both beer ones.
1: Well, and then we filled both of those up and we had a third fridge. And we were, like, juggling all these big beer companies. We were juggling uh, Sam Adams. We were juggling uh, Budweiser. Those guys would take us out to these ridiculous, crazy-ass dinners because they loved us.
3: Well, Jim Cook would come on all the time with the Sam Adams stuff. Well, let's not mention Jim Cook. Sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah, he he sponsored Sex for Sam. And then uh, when we got fired, he called me. I think I've told this story before, but... I just lost my career. I'm sitting in my house. I'm just renting. I, I don't. I don't own anything. I don't. I, my my quote girlfriend at the time is about to break up with me because that's a perfect time to break up <laughs> with someone right after they lose their career. Uh, thank God that happened, by the way. Uh, anyway, and I get this uh, this phone number is calling my cell number with a with a Boston area code. I'm like, what the hell? Maybe it's one of my old friends. Gone. Sorry to hear about what happened to you. And I pick it up. And it's Jim Cook. He's like, hey, man, what's going on, Oop? I'm in a big meeting right now, and I stepped out, and I got to tell you. I wish I could do Jim Cook. He goes, he basically told me, I'm going to throw you under the bus to save my own ass, and I hope you understand. I love you. I love Anthony, but I gotta do this for my own livelihood. I go, Jim, I understand we had a good run. He goes, Yeah, it was a great run. Or whatever. And then he hung up and I've never talked to him again.
3: And when you did the show with Rob O'Neill from Dempsey's, yeah. Enda is a good friend of him. Yeah. And he said he goes, Oh, he loves you guys. So yeah. I mean, yeah, so he No, we know he still yeah.
1: loves me, but uh, I saw him walking in uh, Manhattan a few years back. I was on the east side. I think I was heading toward the tunnel to go to, go to Long Island or something. And I saw him. And he was with a, 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 some kind of executive. They were dressed really nice. And I'm like, that. obviously, there's a big meeting going on. I rolled down the window. This would be the first <laughs> time in probably at least 10 years I was going to say hi to him. And I thought about it. I was within 15 or 20 feet of him. I'm at a light. They're on the sidewalk. And Mike, at the last second, I was like, you know what, I can't fucking do it, and I just rolled up the window and never said hi to him.
3: Why bad memories
1: or? I just, I just felt like, you know what, uh, not the time and place. I'm kind of in traffic, stuck at a light, trying to get to Long Island. It's the
3: quick hello, and as he drives yeah, away. Yeah,
1: I should have done it because he would have been like, oh my god, what the f? So. But that was the uh, the culture of NEW. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, We had three fridges in the end, all filled with beer. And then we hired shot girls for the Friday shows. <laughs> and the GM at the time, Ken Stevens and Jeremy Coleman, who was the PD, they're just looking at us like, we can't stop this. We can't stop this train. You know, obviously it's working, so we should just shut our mouths and let these guys do their thing. Uh, we had foosball tables. Uh, you had a
3: pinball machine that pin- you broke. <laughs> well, the pinball machine I broke it was
1: a a vintage Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, right? You know, so. you're a super Yeah, fan. but I don't, I'm not
3: a music guy, so
1: I think it was a. The oh, was Roll- it was a Kiss. I think it was the the Rolling Stones pinball machine. Very very rare. That uh, What's his name? Al or, Dukes. Yeah, Al Dukes, who's, who works for the fan now. Uh, he brought in because he was trying to be you know, close
3: to me. Mm-hmm.
1: And that just... I,
3: it I, was so creepy. How was he trying to be refer- friends? Yes! It was the Wild West there. It was. Yes,
1: it smelled of desperation. <laughs> so I'm like, when I smell desperation, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. So right in front of him, I took a sledgehammer and, and I, I busted this vintage... Uh Rolling Stones pinball machine.
0: You are correct, sir. Now who wants to hear a vintage Rolling Stones pinball machine get smashed into little bitty pieces?
1: This is so- I, mean, I just got
0: it as a gesture. Yeah, we accept Visa Mastercard relationship oh, thing. Boy. Oh no!
1: Oh my god, no!
2: Oh my god! Oh, my god. Oh, my god.
3: That was cool because I remember back then going back to Lynch, you were filming that when no one else was filming in-studio videos of Lynch doing those songs. Yes. And that's when he he blew up because of those.
1: Well, I want to talk to him about that because um, Stephen Lynch, I, I believe, is one of the first comedians especially that went international because of YouTube because those videos went onto YouTube and just got fucking crushed with views. Next thing you know, his fan base grew to all over the world. So I, I'm so excited to uh, to talk to Stephen Lynch. It's been uh, it's been a moment or two.
3: Yeah, and then he went to uh, he went from those crazy songs to almost winning a Tony right. during the wedding singer. He was right. nominated for a Tony.
1: Right. Well, we were pals back then too, and and you know uh, wh- where he was doing the wedding singer, it was close to where we were doing our afternoon drive show. So uh, I saw the show a few times. It was awesome, and then uh, we would just go there and hang out. I would knock on the uh, the, the stage door, and he would let us in. And he would have a poker table set up. He was bored out of his mind because there was no creativity to it. When you, when you know your part, you know your part. And there's not much you can do to make it interesting for you day after day and night after night.
3: And he's changing his stuff all the time. Yeah. So he's always creative, and yeah. he takes pride in that. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, all right, do the same mundane routine yeah. every night, day and day out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I remember saying, "Oh man, best Stephen, this is so cool. You're on Broadway, man. Holy crap, how does it feel?" He goes, "I'm bored out of my mind. I can't <laughs> wait for this to end so I can hit the road again, and you know, do my my uh, my songs and my and my comedy."
3: Yeah, so. I'm excited. Like when Brewer came, these are like the original wnew guys who right they've come so far now everybody comes back and meets it's cool shit yeah man people are uh, coming to the table my real friends are coming
1: to the table for this podcast and it's it's nice to see so uh and then stephen lynch was part of the bikini softball game the it, famous bikini softball game we did two of those i think
3: yeah you did two of them in newark right the newark bears stadium yeah at the stadium there and we sold
1: it out the concept was basically i would have a, a team of celebrities and, and, and I use that term loosely. We had some real celebrities mm-hmm. like Jay Moore, Tracy Morgan, uh, Jim Brewer... Uh, I'm trying to remember the other celebrities. And then there were celebrities that were known to the radio show. And, uh, and the, the concept was to get a whole, whole bunch of girls in bikinis. We would play softball, my team against Anthony's team. And, and uh, everyone would dr- just drink a shitload of beer. And no one gave a shit about the game, even though me and Anthony did, because we were very competitive even back then. Uh, but uh, everyone in the stands—they didn't even care. They weren't even watching the game because every minute, some other girl in the uh, in the stadium was showing her tits.
3: Well, you said it perfect. You guys planned it as the bikini softball game, right? So you would have like three or four kiddie poles with two girls in bikinis. Yeah. And after the before the first pitch, all the girls in the stands yeah. were taking their shirt off. So yeah. no one even cared about the eight girls in the in the bikinis. No. It was girls in the stand with just wow stickers walking around topless. It was insane. It was mayhem. But Stephen Lynch was a good player. He drank the most beer and was probably the best. I think he played shortstop. He was the best on the team. I think he was the best player. And then you had Scott Farrell was the announcer. Here's Scott Farrell, the first pitch of the game.
0: Stinky yeah. was the first batter. Smoking him if you got him. Let's play baseball. Stinky, stinky, stinky and Farrell love to smoke. Stinky and Farrell love to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Think he started out as a lowly intern, now the man in charge of phone sacks at NEW. Here's the first pitch. Welcome to Newark. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mercurio, your catcher today. The umpire is Mr. Dickhead. Third base, Mr. Douchebag. At second base, Mr. Liptooth. And at first base, homo. <laughs> you can go
3: on YouTube and pull that video up. Pharrell's just yelling at people throwing beers from the top deck. Right down. Oh, that was one of the best times, and uh... What player did you uh, sit? What famous baseball player's son did you sit?
1: That would be Mike Tory. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited to come to play, and you sat him. <laughs> and who, um, Mike Torrey, yeah, Joe Tory's son. and uh, He just wanted to be a big part of the, uh, the O&A action back in the day.
3: And so did Rick Cerrone. Rick Cerrone, Rick Cerrone loved you guys. Rick that's yes.
1: right. And then I remember that Newark uh, Newark Stadium, they couldn't hold the people back anymore because uh, the show, whatever, the, the game, whatever you want to call it, the debauchery was sold out. And people were just showing up at the stadium hoping that they could get in, even though they didn't have a ticket, hoping like people would leave early or something. And then finally they just got together and went, just let them in. There were, I don't know, there was a couple hundred easily outside the stadium that they just simply let in.
3: Well, people came and just started tailgating. They're like, oh, letting people in? Yeah. Fuck it, let's go. And everybody just came in. Yeah. And it was just the biggest hangout. You were obviously playing. There was no fights. Everybody was just hanging out, having a great time. Oh, no, man. It was a a great O&A community. Everyone got along. Everyone got
1: wasted. Everyone got to see a lot of tits. A lot.
3: Tracy Morgan trying to get girls pregnant. It was a great day for everybody. Well,
1: Tracy Morgan... (laughs) Uh, w- was walking around pretty much in just his underwear, going, Oh, I'm gonna get a girl pregnant. <laughs> he was by far the funniest guy I've ever seen, not on a stage. He mm. was not on a stage. Remember that. When he's just holding court. He was in the locker room at that at that uh, bikini softball game, had a crowd around him. He's just improv and people were just on the floor. They were laughing so fucking hard.
3: Was he popular? Because I don't remember him being huge back then. Obviously, he's huger now, but was he big back then? Yeah, he was
1: big. He was already on SNL, I believe. Yeah, he absolutely was big. But I, I went on a movie set. What was the movie that uh, Tracy Morgan was in with uh, Bruce Willis? The cop movie? That's 2010's Cop Out, directed by Kevin Smith yeah yeah kevin smith uh didn't you know uh, did not like bruce willis okay but anyway in between shots they were filming a car scene uh and tracy morgan as they're setting up the car and wet in the street to, ma- to make it look cool and stuff he is cracking everyone the fuck up just just making up shit as he goes people are once again laughing pretty much not doing their jobs and after the fact, I uh, my, I think it was my wife. My wife goes, you know, while Tracy was holding court, Bruce Willis was trying to get attention. He was pretty much two feet away from you. And no one noticed because that's what Tracy is uh, capable of doing. He 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 had everyone's attention. He still- to the point that Bruce Willis was like, fuck, I can't get in on this. He wanted to get in on it because he felt the energy of the moment.
3: That he just walked off. That's what I was going to say. He's energetic. He's infectious. So whenever he talks, the circle comes around him. And they love him. Tracy's the best. Yeah, Tracy is amazing. <laughs> and then when we did
1: those uh, traveling virus shows all around the country, mm-hmm. uh, and just imagine all the names we had on those shows. And those, those comics are now all fucking huge, massive. Huge. Tracy Morgan played it. Louis C.K. These guys obviously were known at the time, but not known as they are now Bill Burr was on those shows and uh, the list goes on and on but anyway I remember comics were getting pissed because they were doing their 15-20 minute set and Tracy Morgan was just behind the curtain And uh, I don't want to name names today, but uh, a couple of comics were getting mad because Tracy was holding court right behind the curtain as people were doing their sets, and we were laughing so fucking hard once again. At Tracy. At at Tracy, just improv just fucking making shit up as he he went.
3: That was nuts, because you said the Traveling Virus show, the comics you guys had on. Yeah. Everyone would just come in, and it was just a shit show of everyone just hanging out. Yeah. And before they were huge, they would come on. Right, Like, Stephen Lynch blew the fuck up. Oh, yeah, he did. Bill Burr. No one blew up more than Rogan. Rogan loves you guys. Yeah. All these guys came yeah. on your show yeah. and just wanted to hang out. And the cool thing about the
1: comedy shows uh, back in the day, like, our audience were very respectful uh, comedy fans. Although, you you had to perform. And and if you were doing, like, kind of hacky stuff or something they weren't into, they they were going to let you... They crush you. They were going to let you have it.
3: That wow. always made people nervous because comics would come on and they were like, "Fuck, we have to go perform." Are the well, are the pests going to be out of control? Yeah, and, no, but no, no, they didn't. If you were good, they oh, they no, loved you. Oh,
1: no, no, they gave you some love, you know. But unfortunately, that whole Philly incident with Bill Burr, which blew up Bill Burr big time, that was not Bill Burr's fault. They went after Dom Merera. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't want to listen to Dom Marrera, who's a a great comic. If people don't know, uh, we, did this, we did the Virus Tour in Philly, and uh, it was Jimmy Schubert and Don Herrera. Those were the two comics that went out first. And the crowd wasn't having it because these guys weren't part of the o world, really. Mm-hmm. We kind of booked them. We learned, a, a, we learned a, a, a lesson the hard way. And Jimmy Schubert went up there and bombed in front of his family that were sitting oh. pretty much in the front row. He's from Philly. This is a big deal for him. He's in front of twelve to 15,000 people. And he's eating his fucking balls in oh. front of his, uh, his family. Which I find hilarious because Jimmy Schubert could take it. He's, he's, he's pretty much a legend in the business as well. He used to hang out with Sam Kinison back in the day and the outlaws of uh, comedy. But anyway, so they weren't having it because uh, Jimmy Schubert had nothing to do with the ONA show. So they're like, oh, go fuck yourself. We're here to see, you know, uh, everybody else. And then uh, Don Marrera came out next and they, <laughs> and another comic that wasn't part of the ONA world. So they, they, they didn't give him shit. And I remember standing next to Bill Burr. He was going to go on third, and he's pacing with that fucking red hair <laughs> and that Irish temper. And he's like, these fucking guys aren't going to do this shit to me. He was out of his fucking mind. And and he and he was sure that they were not going to take him down like they did Jimmy Schubert and Don Marrera. And then... Uh, you know, we uh, announced Bill Burr. He comes out and they start booing right away, too, because people forget. But at that stage of the game, Bill Burr wasn't a huge uh, part of the ONA show yet. He was sort of transitioning into that into that role. And uh, they started booing him. And, he, and the rest is history. He fucking dug in and said, fuck you guys. And long story short, he just starts making fun of all the iconic figures of uh, Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. uh, one after another, started with Rocky, and, <laughs> and and then went after the Sixers and the, the Eagles. Eagles and everyone in between, the Flyers and and long story short, by the end of his set, everyone gave him a standing ovation. He turned this whole fucking crazy ass crowd around from booing booing to the point no one could hear him at first so he, now he has to scream uh, uh, over everybody and then by the end of it everyone stood up and gave him a standing ovation and the rest is history for bill burr i yeah, think that was a up. massive yeah. moment in his career
0: i hope you all get in your ford focuses <laughs> fucking drive off the side of
3: that faggot ass ben franklin bridge you fucking one bridge haven. peace city that no one gives a fuck about. The terrorists, the terrorists will never bomb you people, because you're fucking worthless and
0: no one cares about you. You are this
3: And the center of her asshole, and you go home tonight, you lick it, you get it on your tongue, and some other horrific shit happens that involves cancer. To all of you, 11 minutes left.
1: A massive moment.
3: And then I guess a couple of crowds after that tried to recreate it, and he's like, just stop, it'll never happen again. It was
1: Cleveland. Cleveland. Because then we talked about it on the radio, and it became uh, just uh, one of these legendary stories immediately. And Cleveland's like, well, we'll do the same shit to to Bill Burr. And uh, I remember that. It was kind of a letdown, to be honest with you, because it kind of sucked because Cleveland meant well. They were trying to get him going again, and it just turned
3: out to be an average set because Bill's like, you
1: can't recreate the moment I just had in Philly. It doesn't work that way
3: and that blew his career up like you said it, that went legit I think viral so. mm-hmm. everyone still talks about that set with Bill Burr yeah, yeah. absolutely So having Stephen Lynch in is uh, bringing back a lot of memories I'm excited I, can't, I remember he used to do the songs Yeah. what was your favorite song he ever did uh, Special Ed probably
1: is up there uh,
3: Lullaby, remember Lullaby Lullaby
1: is a great one, <laughs> Kill a Kitten is a great one I gotta ask him about that because of the PC culture I wonder how his songs play as far as uh, performing them for audiences these days.
3: You did an Instagram live video, and we talked about loyalty. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, this was before you guys were syndicated, and you would always tell everyone who was going on a national show, hey, plug us with an OK Terrific, or just mention our names. And you told him to do something with uh, Wow, and he had the black suitcase on the Comedy Central special. Yeah. And he wrote Wow in big letters on it, yeah. and pushed it out and plates. So that's why I always, uh, yeah. I like I Steve Lynch for that. It shows how loyal he is. Uh,
1: yeah, I heard a voice, too. Um, oh, I think that's one of Stephen Lynch's guys, so he he must be right around the corner. And, uh, and Mikey, me and you go way the fuck back. We met when you were 16 years old, man.
3: Underage, yes. You hung out, man.
1: Underage. And
3: what? You just were obsessed with our radio show back then? Yeah. So what happened, the quickest story is that you guys get fired in Boston. And a buddy of mine hits me up, and he's like, hey, listen, do me a favor. This radio show's starting there. Can you just tape this show for me? Right. Never heard of you guys. Right. I was 16 or 15. So I got some cassettes, and I would just hit record. I wasn't really listening, but once a week, I would just send him up to Boston. He went to Boston College. He was like three years older than me. That
1: was the bummer about, sorry to interrupt, getting fired from Boston. Nowadays... You know, you get fired from a job or something, you can keep keep in touch with your old fan base. But when, when you got fired back in the day, that was it.
3: Yeah, so I sent them up tapes, and I did it for like two or three weeks. Yeah. And I wasn't really listening to you guys. I was listening to Mike and the Mad Dog. I would have like Mike and the Mad Dog on, but every 45 minutes, I'd hit stop, record, and send it up. Yeah. And then I started listening a little bit, a little bit, and this is before you guys had any audience. So I think that's what brought me the most to it. I'm like, shit, these guys are just, it's two dudes hanging out. Yeah. And you guys were angry back then? Yeah. Because he's like, why are we playing this shitty music? This yeah. music sucks, and I yeah. hate music. So I'm like, yeah, the music does suck. Yeah, Don't play this shit. Yeah. And then it kept growing and growing. Then it came on the show.
1: Well, I give credit to Gary Wall, who is the PD. Uh, for the people that want to know a little history, we get fired from Boston for the mayor's prank. Telling the whole city <laughs> that the mayor died in a fiery car accident. Hilarious for April
0: Fool's. Is the mayor of Boston's dead?
1: Yeah. He said he
0: got by
1: lightning or like that? no that's there's so many stories going around no he was in a traffic accident in florida on his way to the airport to come back to boston he was vacationing down there really yeah 995 with something to do with a bridge and a tractor trailer but uh,
0: you know did, did, did lightning hit the
1: bridge I, I didn't hear that part of the story yet oh you know when a big story like this breaks a lot of weird uh, facts come in
0: he's really dead
1: yeah head-on collision Wow. All right, bro. All right, man. I guess we'll find out more soon. And then um, uh, we get hired in New York immediately, and we had two stations that wanted us, K-Rock, which was the home station for uh, Howard Stern, and then uh, WNEW, which was a legendary rock station, but way past its time. This thing was a graveyard, man. All the DJs walking around there were really fucking old, (laughs) still full of themselves, even though their uh, ratings sucked. And then they brought us in to do Afternoon Drive. I was out of my mind because I grew up listening uh, to NEW when I started thinking about going into radio. And uh, I remember Scott Muni. He listened to our first break. He walked out of his office uh, when it was time. He knew around 3.10 we were going to talk for the first time. He uh, sat outside the studio in that lounge area where we ended up having the foosball um, table and the pinball machine and all that he sat down on a couch uh, with the speakers on. He listened to our first break, and and uh, someone who heard it at the time, I don't know who anymore, said, holy fuck, Scott Muni just listened to your first break. This guy is a legend. He's no longer with us, obviously. Um, and he got up and went, yeah, they're going to be just fine. Oh, and, really? And walked back down to his office, which was a museum in its own right. He had rock uh, memorabilia in that freaking office. When I was sitting there and talk to him, it was just ridiculous. Old Beatles Everything. stuff, right? Everything. Oh, uh, this is a drumstick from Keith Moon. He <laughs> autographed it. It's like on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just all this incredible stuff. Uh, I got a picture of me and John Lennon around here somewhere. It's just in a garbage pile, basically. Just uh, Unbelievable. I knew he was losing it because he used to drive out of the garage. Okay. I'm telling all sorts of old stories the wrong way. Like it was a one lane way to get out of this garage. Actually, I I shouldn't say he was losing it. He didn't give a fuck. And I, I now know why he did that. I, I remember. I forgot for a second because he didn't want to wait to to leave, and he knew he could go in the uh, uh, go out the inward. So there'd be
3: a line of cars coming out. He's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, and would just go,
1: "Dad, <laughs> I'm going this way." And he would just drive up the <laughs> ramp and and uh, and and leave the garage. But. Uh- God damn, N.E.W., wow.
0: And for Opie Radio listeners too young to remember, here's a late, great Scott Muni on WNEW during the infamous and excruciatingly hot summer of Sam. Scott So. We're at our uh, transmitter site, Scott Muni, here at WNEW-FM in New York, and uh, if you are just with us, you already know what's been going on for these low, these many hours. Uh, you know about the problems of the city, and, uh... We're back on the air, which is kind of nice, although many parts of the city do not have power at the moment. Another historical event for New York City that will be written about and talked about and uh, motion pictures made about albums, and no doubt there will be a song. Someone right now is writing the song, The Blackout of 77.
3: Who was it? Oh, Carol Miller. She's the one who hated you guys.
1: Yeah, well, well, I I respected her more than any of the other guys because all the other old uh, uh, DJs, they back then it was faxes and because we came into an environment where it was a an audience that was very used to those jocks and AEW, um that they hated me and Anthony cuz we were so different and new and way younger than the DJs uh that they had there so um if if you weren't a fan of O and A and you shouldn't be because most people didn't know who we were at that point we came in cold that's why our rise to the top is pretty fucking amazing if you think about it nowadays because of the internet you know people know you in other other cities and other markets but anyway um, they would get these hate faxes from <laughs> uh, the audience like who are these fucking guys Opie and Anthony tell them to go back to fucking Boston even though we are we're we say New Yorkers but we're Long Islanders but you know, New, you know, New York area. Steven, Lynch, my god! Yeah! Steven, what Jesus Christ, look at you. What's up, buddy? Dude, you you, you don't age. Come in. <laughs> come on what's in, what's going, what's up, man? Man? I got to I got We already started the podcast cuz I, I got to explain everything to you. Come on in, man. Oh, all right. Come on in. You met Rod? Uh, come in, Rod. <laughs> Rod, come on in, buddy. Yeah, you know. Rod. Because yeah. I'm talking to you for the first time in a while yeah uh we're telling all the old new stories
2: oh, God. all the new oh, stories
1: and all the drinking we did and the partying and the bikini yeah. softball game and uh there yeah. softball game that wasn't too uh distracting there mike oh. and mike is my producer he Hi, produces mike. the podcast oh, and he met me when I was uh, when he was 16 years old at uh, WNEW. He used to come in, and now fast forward uh, a mere 20 years, and now he's uh, producing the podcast. Now he's running the show. Yeah, now he's running the fucking show. I'm proud of you. Yeah, Thank you, sir. Uh, let you've me come turn- a long way. Thank you. L- let me turn down your mic there a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I-, I was just Are t- you saying
4: I'm shouting into the microphone. It's okay. I'm just so excited. It's been I- so
1: long. I-, 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 I haven't seen you in so long. And you don't age. I hate you. What are you talking? About? You I just don't let me tell you something.
4: Age. I just got back from the doctor. Uh oh, fingers up the ass. First time.
1: First time Ew. finger up
4: the ass. Yes. Wow. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I thought you. Had I was more, going man. in to ask for some medicated shampoo. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
0: Why you need? And they're like, well, let's shampoo? do a
4: physical while we're here. And
1: I'm going to stand up. Why you need medicated shampoo? Oh, uh, get the fuck. You know, out psoriasis. Here. Oh, okay.
4: And you got the finger. They drew blood. I wasn't expecting that. I hate the needles. Right, right. And then she's like, "Well, turn over on your side." I'm like, "I guess this is happening now." (laughs) All right, all right. It's a little weird. And I swear to God, I, I was this close to doing the Chevy Chase, ah, or whatever he's saying. No, Moon River, Moon River, right? Moon River,
1: yes, yeah. I remember wow. you. Yeah, man. You've been around uh, Stephen Lynch for a while now. That's Very good. A long time. Yeah. Uh, did you feel a little? Did did it move a little bit? No, it it was over so fast. <laughs> really? But you, but you but you understand butt play. I think. I think when you get I think when you get the finger up your ass, you understand butt play. It's not it's not my thing, Stephen Lynch. Relax. Okay. But but when you get the two fingers, you're like, I think I understand this a little bit there's, more. There's a little tickle. There's oh. a little tickle, right? Here, talking to that. mic. Wait a minute. You've had this done. Oh, hold on. I got to turn your mic on now, too. We're, uh, Am I the last man go.
4: standing? My girlfriend is a nurse. so Oh, so you make it part of the fun. Well, she had to practice. Uh, all right. All oh, right. She, she practiced on you? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really want to do it. But. All right. And, and, and it's
4: squishy. It was squishy it's still squishy to be it's honest still, with you. Like I'm not you know I'm a little uncomfortable right now.
1: <laughs> it's squishy.
4: I was not expecting that to happen today. I really just wanted some shampoo. But was he happy with what he found in there? Apparently.
1: Okay. It, right. There
4: was no alarming look or right, you know right, like right. there was no uh-oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you think uh, do you think
4: or, or lingering, you know, eye contact, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would have
1: been even worse. <laughs> I, I have a theory about like that. I think, I think, guys, is it a, it's a, 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 a male doctor? No, it was a woman. Oh wow! And, and it, it didn't move. I know you think. What's wrong with you?
4: It happened so fast. <laughs> like, I was, I was really just getting my mind around the idea that it was. Hey, and there it was. <laughs> right, and it was right. over
1: that quickly. Right, right. like <laughs> just one, one and done. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're lucky. I had, I had a. Yeah. I know it's an old gag, but I had a a, a doctor with thick fucking fingers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big sausages. Yeah, fuck good. yeah, man! You had a. a <laughs> and, and and does or she have to cut her nails? down Dainty fingers. I don't know.
4: I Vincent don't know. Pastore, <laughs> big pussy, just <laughs> reaching up into your asshole. <laughs> wow, I this. Is... I, I think I got off pretty easy.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because you got two thin female fingers. Uh, hopefully, she. I'm gonna cut be her honest. Nails. I think it was.
4: I think it was one finger. She went one <laughs> finger. Wow. I'm telling you, I really got the VIP treatment. <laughs> wow, good. Either feeling. that, or I have ass cancer, and I'm never gonna find <laughs> out. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably more likely. You know, I gotta, you know what? I gotta go back. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell her to do the second I, finger this time. I,
1: I was uh, I was thinking <laughs> to myself how this would go today. I didn't expect. I didn't expect <laughs> it to start this that. way. Just
3: butt
4: fingers right from the start. But
1: you're one of those guys. Like I yeah. I, uh, I I don't have to see you for years and we just pick up kind of where we yeah. where we
4: were. <laughs> We've always talked about right
1: fingering <laughs> our assholes. Yes. Ass. <laughs> but the N W story <laughs> I just gotta finish. So when we went to N W, me and Anthony, were the new guys and it was a rock station with these legendary uh, jocks and they knew if we were successful their jobs were going to be fucking done so they would hang up faxes all around the studio of all these people hating on us. You know how people talk about Twitter and how it's a terrible place with all the hate? Back then they did it with faxes. And mm-hmm. these fucking DJs would hang it up. Like, like we didn't have enough pressure already. Coming into New York City, right. no one knows who the fuck we are. We're trying to get this show off the ground. And they're leaving uh, these, these faxes God like, damn. Opie and Anthony, why don't you go fucking back to Boston, even though we were from Long Island. And <laughs> okay. long story short, uh, the rest is history. We, we kicked ass. Oh, you were talking about uh, Carol Miller, though. She was the only one that confronted us uh, face-to-face. That's why I, I, I respect her. About what? Uh, she was like... She told us that it was all about the music. It was all about the music. (laughs) And then she's like, I'll do it my way, and you guys do it your way, and we'll see who wins in the end. I'm like, all right, we'll take that fucking bet. Because she really believed playing like uh, Rod Stewart, Do You Think I'm Sexy for the 10,000th time, is going to really get that audience going. Yeah. And 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 we had so many confrontations. She she would leave and come back from uh, CVS or Rite Aid and throw douches at us and stuff. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't remember any of this stuff Dude, from I the day? I don't remember I don't that. Oh shit! We would get fired up, yelling and screaming, and Scott Herman would have to come come from downstairs and break up the fights and stuff. And then he made a rule, it wasn't me, because some people call me out on this, where she wasn't allowed to see us anymore, and she had to wait in the mail room until we walked past her back into our crazy office. You remember the crazy office? remember the crazy office, yeah. And then she was able to go to the studio and do her show. Wow.
4: I guess I, I, I... I guess I have rose-colored glasses when I think back on those days because I feel like everybody got along and it was super fun and we just well, had a good time and there was no
1: fighting. No, the, that's. But you're right because uh, the first year we went it alone and they slowly got rid of all these uh, DJs and then they brought in Rana Fez and all these other right. cool people. people.
4: You guys got along. Yeah, with.
1: the radio chick was all right at the time. The sports guys and and that's right. when you came on board, right. which is almost 20 years ago, by the way. Yeah, I met you like twenty fucking years ago, and then the beer started flowing and the ratings started going up, yeah. and we couldn't do anything anything wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a rocket ship. It was right straight to the sun,
4: <laughs> straight into the heart of the fucking sun. Right, <laughs>
1: it was fun. It was fun to be on that rocket for a yeah. little while, though. And you were uh, you were just starting out on Comedy Central, I believe. Right, was it Comedy Central at the time? I don't even know if I had done anything on comedy. You barely, like the time. you were brand new, and they're like, "Man, this guy's really funny. I think he'll get along with you guys." He—he uh, he plays the guitar, and he's funny as hell. Yeah,
4: yeah. I remember the first time I went into the studio. Yeah, I was a little nervous, as one would be. Sure, big time radio. You know, going to play my dumb songs for people. <laughs> and you guys were just finishing up a segment where you were listening to some CD, and you took it out and you smashed it to bits. <laughs> And like, I just remember sweat just started dripping down my face. Like, oh my fucking god, what have I gotten myself into?
1: <laughs> oh, we were cocky. Oh god. Yeah, but as soon as you, you played that first song, we were yeah, whatever it was, we it, all, it went over pretty good. I'm trying to think. It, it might have been lullaby. Probably. It might have been lullaby. I it, a it,
4: sigh of relief. It went, it, okay.
1: And then we uh, we all became instant friends. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I was oh. telling Mike. Um, first of all, how how, how who's I've, Mike? That's Mike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a little... I know, 16 years old, and I produced the show. I heard. I, I remember. Well, this guy bothered me for the last 20 years, and I finally said, all right. He w- would tweet pictures from uh, when he met me when he was 16, and then when yeah. he met me again when he's in his mid-30s, and he put it side by side. And I think those are the type of guys you That's stay... That's not creepy away- at all. Yeah, you stay away from <laughs> those type of guys, yeah, right? Right. But I'm like, ah, what the hell? Come on. Let's do this. So working out so far how have you been there Stephen lynch i'm a little i've been good man yeah yeah
4: yeah like uh, i think the last time i saw you we were just touring off of our lion record yes and i had just moved back to michigan sort of full time yes still there still loving the the quiet easy life right we get back you know like we Got to LaGuardia today, rented a car, drove into the city, and we were like, what the fuck are we doing, man? Like, <laughs> really? The, I, rem, I love the city. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. I was here for 17 years. Yes. But I remember why
1: I left every time I come back. It's right. Just, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. It, it's insane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was going to bring that up about you, because you got incredibly famous, and you're famous around the world, and 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 then all of a sudden you tucked back to Michigan. Like I need, I need, I out. need to breathe. I blew dodge, yeah, the yeah. Salinger, yeah. And,
4: and then you, you know, we live in a town which is like, you know, if, wait, if he, he lives it, there. Yeah, we both live there. Okay, okay. if yeah. it gets a, a, you know. A, a Popeye's chicken, it's front page
2: news. Uh, a Popeye's chicken moved into our town, and for three months afterwards, there was a line around the block of people <laughs> waiting in the drive-thru. That's not even a lie.
4: Three fucking months! I know. No. It's crazy, and I love it. Was it too slow it. for you at first? No, no. I mean, it's slow. Like, i tell you when it hurts. Yeah. is like, you know, Sunday at three in the morning when I'm up and I just want to go get some tacos or right. something. And I can't. There's nothing.
1: There's nothing open. There's a
4: a shell station, you know, and it was a gas station that you can get a couple of ding dongs or something. Right. There's no nothing. Nothing. Everything closes at you know midnight or one o'clock. How many people
1: live in the neighborhood? Because you've always been kind of secretive about this, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> I, I have. Over the years, you're like, I live in Michigan. And, and I think over the years, we've tried to like pinpoint about where. And then I, I learned a long time ago, you know, I let him be. No, but no, no. Is I, it a really
4: small town? It's, it's a town called Kalamazoo
1: oh yeah okay
4: you've probably sure. heard of Kelm yeah, yeah, sure. it's a funny sounding name yes there really is a Kelm zoo blah 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 yeah i don't know how many people live there like a hundred thousand yeah something? something like
2: that yeah not- it's a
4: college town there's like four colleges there so it's got that going forward oh, it's got nice. a, it's got a good art scene right. a good music scene a, a good main street in general a good main street in general yeah, yeah. a good downtown can but it's get, small.
1: Can you get a good IPA? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
4: Yeah, where can't you get a good IPA? I In hate over- IPAs. So do I. I oh, good. oh it. good.
1: I think they're so ridiculously overrated, and I'm sorry for all the beer guys out there, but I don't get it. Yeah, me either. Are we too old for it? Or I just don't want to drink a pine tree, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. and I also want to be able to drink four beers without like puking right. behind a building. Like right, the alcohol right. content in these things. Let's relax a little bit. Yeah, it's
4: too much. Right, right? Yeah. But do you, uh, do you know Bells beer? No. That's a uh, what started out as a little microbrewery in Kalamazoo and turned into this gigantic fucking thing. Oh, wow. Like, really? They empire. sell it
1: here, they sell it all over the world. Oh, man. okay. Yeah. yeah. I um I, I went back to like grandpa Beers. Did you the old school well, Schlitz, Miller High, high Life, yeah, all that. Paps.
4: I I love a good high life. Yeah. Yes, don't get me wrong. I went but. back
1: to all that.
4: I'm still waiting for Olympia to make its resurgence. That man. would be a good oh, one yeah. too. Artesian yeah. spring water, <laughs> exactly. some linen kugels, <laughs> some Cincy cream. Hey. Who wants the handsome waiter? <laughs> oh, all those beers I used to drink in college. What what was the one? Oh, the Beast. Milwaukee's best.
1: Yeah, Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's best was best. another yeah, best. one. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff was, was great. Like, yeah.
4: Four dollars for right t- a twenty a case of twenty four <laughs> of those fucking
1: yeah, things. but uh, so the city uh, feels a little crazy, a little energetic. Yeah, me.
4: yeah, you know I love it. I do love it, and I love coming back here, and it's exciting. But. It's you know,
1: but you, it's you, a lot. It's you, crazy. But you're gonna be psyched to let, you know, get out when when you you guys are done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm raising a family in New York. That's I don't even know how people. I do that. don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I know what I'm doing as a parent, but I'm like, is this smart? Like, I see twelve year olds on the subway, and they're way too mature. And my kids are starting to get up there. I got an eight and a six, and I'm like, it's only a few years away that I'm supposed to let them on the subway by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They grow up way too fast. I don't know. I don't know if we're doing this right, if we should move to a suburb or something.
4: Yeah, right. Shouldn't you be in like morristown new jersey or something so by now i
1: would like that
4: yeah but you got a nice place though you got, I, a, I, I got, you got a, a cool apartment you don't want to leave
1: that i got a, I got a really nice place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i actually don't have to see anybody yeah. i'm way up you, in the you sky you might as well be in a suburb <laughs> in right. new jersey because
4: you know what i mean you got like three neighbors right. it's not like you're in the tenements or something I, actually uh things have
1: changed <laughs> i'm down at one neighbor I got, I got pretty much the whole. Floor. <laughs> you got the whole floor here, <laughs> pretty much. And oh. I, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the last place to become available. I'm knocking that wall down, and then I'm moving the podcast over there, and then I don't have to leave my house at all. Right, Just the whole building. Yeah, um, but I, I, I think you're fine, then. Well, it's my wife. She wants to stay. I, I would love to get out of the city, but she, uh, really, she's from Philly, and she, she likes the, the energy of the city. I get it. You get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, do you I remember, loved it too.
4: But do you miss Broadway? I mean, I only did it once. You know what I mean? It was but not you like you're
0: great at it.
4: Well, thank you, but it was—it wasn't like it was my life's work. You right. know what I mean? It was just something I tried once, and it was super cool and it was fun. And yeah, all, all the people were really amazing. but
1: yeah. no, I don't really miss it. Do you remember us uh, knocking on the the, the stage door? We went to your show a few times, and then, because we were close, our show uh, broadcasted close to where you were at, we would come visit you, and you had that, remember you had the poker table? Oh, yeah. And I remember... Uh, Do I remember?
4: That was <laughs> supplemental income for me. Oh, really? You're good at poker? I'm pretty good at it, yeah. yeah. We played for, every day we played. Yeah. And I was smoking in there, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they, they pretty much had to, like, that dressing room, they had to... Demolish it when, when we were done with it because we just drank and smoked and played poker in there the entire time. Right.
1: Yeah. God, it was terrible. But yeah, yeah, I remember you guys coming by. Well, well the best part about it, um, I I would I would talk to you about Broadway. I'm like, this, how cool is this? You're on Broadway, and and I remember you telling me how bored you were because. <laughs> Because it was the same well, yeah. same shit day after day, night after night. and yeah. obviously you're you know, a touring comic and you could change things up uh, whenever right. you feel like it. and I remember telling you something like, well, at least you get to improv a little, and I forgot what it was. I think you had to fall in a dumpster or something. I'm like, you obviously improv that tonight because you're. He goes, and you go, nope, every fucking <laughs> night, every yeah. night. It's it, not
4: it, a yeah. There's no room for improv when none, you're doing right? the same show every night. And in fact, they will find you if you improv. really yeah. Like I had to. I had some friends come in from out of town, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna do some shit for you guys tonight, like. And I think I like pulled my underwear down or so, like made a really obvious moon situation. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I got fined for it. <laughs> but, like you can't fuck around, man. They want this they want the show to I, and I get it they yeah. want everybody who comes to have the same experience you right. know you don't want you fucking around on stage put a fart machine in that dumpster which <laughs> right. I did just to try to make the girl <laughs> laugh when she was singing I, you know sometimes you can't help yourself but yeah like the first couple of months it's super exciting and yeah. it's like holy shit this is like people dream about this and yeah. it's, oh my god it's amazing in these crowds and this orchestra this yeah. giant orchestra and you're singing with the <laughs> yeah. cream of the crop right. of these talented kids <laughs> who sing and dance and act and do characters and they're all fucking super talented and then like month three sets in and you're like I gotta alright it'll still be fun today I, I only got one show today I don't, at least I don't have two and then by month four you're just like put a fucking bullet in my head I, can, I gotta do the same because it is it's very repetitive yeah and I don't know those guys are cut out for it because they're just they're it, professionals and it's a different and, muscle and I was used to doing whatever I wanted on yeah, stage
1: improv and fooling around with the audience uh, one yeah, night. I wanna, if
4: I want to change it up, I change it up. Change up I wanna, the lyrics of
1: your song. Yes, or... exactly. Right. So wow. yeah.
4: yeah so but you, you were... probably caught me right at the moment when I was like, "Oh God, you got to get me out of this." <laughs> oh, I, I
1: guarantee I did. <laughs> I, had a, I had a conversation with you, and I'm like, "Wow, man, I thought Broadway would be." <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to seem wanna like do. I
4: wasn't. You know, grateful. Of grateful about. It. Of course I was. Yes, but you know, it it takes its toll. Which is why I really admire the people who do it for years at a
1: time right i don't know how the fuck they do that. yeah so tell me about the new music let's maybe get a song or two uh out if if you're up rod and i to play something for you yeah all right is it off a a new album that's not out yet or we can do that sure no whatever you want to do uh yeah let's do some uh let me grab
4: my my fiddle is that thing in tune, Rod? Do you know?
0: It, it, it was. Okay, while they get their instruments and tune their guitars and get all set up with mic placement and what have you, I'm going to call upon my friend the Cuban. Let's have one of those time jumps, Carl. I'm it
3: up to speed. You know? oh, okay. Hang on, everybody. Oh.
1: Hopefully Joey did some kind of jump cut there, because now, wow, it's amazing, but Stephen <laughs> Lynch is back. <laughs> Two days later. Two SpongeBob. I missed my shows. Right. I, I hope Joey did some kind of sound effect that showed that we just jumped a little bit in time, because now these guys are back in studio with instruments I've never seen in my life. Yeah, there's a choir out there in the hallway. They're ready to come ready? in. <laughs> right? Rod, first of all, what is that?
2: That is, uh...
5: that is a melodica. Uh, it's like uh, you remember the band the Hooters. That's the it's a Hooter. Oh nice. Yeah. All right but uh, that's, for, that's for later. Oh, okay, <laughs> very cool. First one will just be me solo. All right,
1: so uh, Well, is
4: this off the new record like this th- will be on the new record? Okay, which uh, I don't have a date for yet But oh. hopefully soon um, I call this one Omaha parentheses Neil Young ripoff <laughs> thematically this one's a little more old school
5: Omaha Bluebird She's got her whole fist inside me And I forgot my safe word Is it Hamilton Or Aaron Bird Every time I get it wrong It's another inch deeper Oh Jesus Is it Cumberbatch Or Babadook It's kinda hard to concentrate When you're hanging from an old meat hook Is it stop? why would it be i asked her for a hint but she just took a shit on me oh jesus maybe it's rock maybe it's roll maybe it's please don't slide that rod into my penis it's not help. It's not, dear God. I found that one out when she hit me with the cattle prod. Oh, Jesus. Now I feel so empty and torn up inside. Not from guilt, but from that fist. It's still in there, it's not going to the safe word I'll be knowing, but I'm blanking, and she's laughing, and her forearm's about half in, and this was my first time I'm newly christened when she talks safe words. I should have listened But I was distracted Watched her undressing The fuck am I singing Get back to guessing Is it whip? Is it plume? Is it chair? Okay, I know it's not I'm just naming shit That I see in this room I give up SOS she's got her high heel on my throat and now I'm losing (laughs) conscious wacky surprise ending
4: Because I've lost consciousness.
2: I got it. I just realized
4: that song fits in with the theme that we started the show. With. I was gonna say the podcast wasn't even intentional. No,
1: the podcast started with a finger up your ass. Uh, I'm not gonna oh. explain that if you're just tuning in, and uh, it ends with a fist. I mean, this is wonderful. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Is that gonna be off the new album? That's gonna be on the new record. Yep. And when is the new record coming out?
4: Don't know yet. Rod
1: it's, it's, it's no ready. ready to go are, it's
4: in the can
1: are you gonna have to go back Nobody to the gas over. station for a little while <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs>
4: most probably. but it's ready to go it's it, ready to go we're just waiting on the record company deal to go deal, through. deal
1: record company you know deal. it's a thing you know I mean? like,
4: I, I don't even, it's weird because we're trying a new company and right stuff so i don't know what i can say about it but can i can i ask you this
1: in a very um, um just vague way Yep. how do you how do you make music uh, how do you make money with your music these days i guess you got to tour it right
4: yeah it used to be like you know you sort of tour to drum up interest in your records and then people would buy your records yeah and that's how you made your money and now it's the opposite it's like you make records so that people will come to see you perform oh my god it's it's crazy
1: do you do the merch thing some of these bands when do i can well, yeah some, yeah some of the bands do well on the merch side too
4: yeah I find that if I like, I used to do the whole bit with like T-shirts and all the the whole discography right. and DVDs, but that's a lot for two people to carry around. So now we just sort of pick something like the latest thing we have out is the the special that we did a few years ago. So we bring that along, and even though nobody owns a DVD player anymore, people will buy it because I'll sign it, and yeah. you know, it's just like more of a memento memento sure. from the show than than you know, something they could probably just find on YouTube if they wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Uh, where, where do they go to, to uh, get your stuff? Merch and, and tour dates? StephenLynch.com. Still StephenLynch.com? Yeah. All, right.
4: all right, very Tour cool. dates, all that good
0: stuff. Okay, let's take a breather. Coming up, more stories and songs with Stephen Lynch. But first, go get him, Greg.
1: Oh, is this an easy sponsor? I want to welcome Purple Mattress to the OP Radio podcast. I say it's an easy sponsor because... I'm a terrible sleeper, pretty much like everyone. I mean, when you start talking about sleeping with people, you realize you're not alone. In my case, I uh, I just simply don't sleep the entire night, tossing and turning, waking up with a backache, a ache. Look at Robert in the other room, nodding his head. We're not alone in this. I set an alarm. That's a joke to me because uh, I never sleep to the alarm. Uh, maybe I'll sleep to the alarm uh, maybe three times a year, tops. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. How is Purple different from other mattresses, you ask? Well, the Purple mattress will probably feel better than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam I'm used to or you're used to. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity like feel so it works for any sleeping position and here we go 100 night risk-free trial if you're not fully satisfied you can return your mattress for a full refund backed by a 10-year warranty free shipping and returns free in-home setup and old mattress removal you're going to love purple i'm getting carl one of these and right now my listeners our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site wide. Just text. You got to text. Listen up. Just text Opie, Opie, 2474747. Four, seven, four, seven. The only way to get this free pillow is to text Opie, I like Opie, 2474747. Four, seven, four, seven. That's Opie to. 4-7. Thank you, Purple Mattress. Now back to Greg with his special guest, couple songs, Stephen Lynch. If you want me to, of course
0: I do. OP Radio.
1: The other thing about Stephen Lynch that I uh, noticed was you were one of the first comics to go international because of YouTube, right? Rod say, Rod- I think so.
4: Yeah. yeah, it was just super lucky timing. Like I used to get uh, people used to tape shows. And I'd see him in the audience with a fucking red light on the camera. And I'm like, what are you? Seriously? Right. But then, like, they'd put it up on YouTube and it would get like a million, millions of people would watch it. And then the next shows I did were packed. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a good thing.
1: Right. Like, this is. You bring up a very good point because there is a time for all uh, artists. That if someone was recording the show, you, you know, they would pretty much get beat up. I mean, they were like, yeah. "What? How dare you?" And they would throw you out. And then uh, the Grateful Dead embraced it, obviously. And then Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam early on embraced it. Yeah. And then people realized, wait, man, you know, if they. You know, film this and put it online. It, it could build the audience for it. right? Then
4: people collect them, they trade them, they talk about it. It just spreads more, yeah, more of the of the gospel.
1: You you went to dead shows, right? Over the years, no, never. Mm-mm. Where where you saw they had a section where everyone would set up their equipment because it got completely out of hand, and they had a whole section yeah. for the people that were recording, and they had state of the art stuff with right. tripods that went 15, 20 feet in the air, and. All this stuff.
4: Well, Pearl Jam was smart because they did it all
1: themselves. Right. So they could control it. Right. Which is really what you want to be able to do. Yeah. I'm amazed by that band. You know, there was a time uh, that they, uh, I thought they went away after their success in the 90s. And I remember reading some kind of article, I want to say Rolling Stone Magazine, and they were talking about how Pearl Jam never went away. They no. just decided not to f- record any new songs or anything, and right. they decided to be a touring band. No videos. No videos, and had this massive fucking following that has now changed into a whole new right. thing. Yeah, they just
4: sort of quietly kept selling millions of tickets every year right. on, their, on their giant tours. Yeah, not and do- you
1: didn't even know about it. No, it's- not doing a lot of interviews or anything, but they had a fan base that just understood it and got it, and, uh, and they controlled the whole thing, like you said, and then just became... Uh, what, what they did was they
4: weeded out all the people who would probably just scream Jeremy at yeah, them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's get rid of those fucking people. Right. let well, bring in the people that just want to hear us play. Yeah, and they don't, you know, the,
1: necessarily care what we what I, we do. I love going to Pearl Jam shows. Love it. Love it. Love I don't it.
4: think I've ever been to a
1: Pearl Jam. Really? No. You were. I'll tell you. If we're talking about music, you were the one who turned me on to Radiohead. And I thank you to this day, yeah. Stephen
4: Lynch. Love those guys. I was yeah.
1: telling the story that uh, when I got fired from N.E.W. for the Sex for Sam thing, I was wandering the earth for two years. <laughs> right. And do you remember when we hooked up in L.A.? Yeah. So uh, I'm in L.A. living for a month. I was just telling my personal story, and then uh, I knocked on your your door like, "Hey, man, you're I'm always here. knocking on my door." What? The
2: <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> What's up with
4: that?
1: Opie's like your Larry from Three's Company.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? yeah I always,
1: kramer I, I always liked and appreciated this guy <laughs> yeah. and he did a lot for our radio show when no, we needed ha- we needed people to be loyal and help us and uh i knocked at the <laughs> door and i'm like hey i'm in la and you're like dude we're going to vegas tomorrow you want to go and at that point i, I was never I, I wasn't in vegas yet so i took the ride with some yeah some of your old pals and we all went they were still kung fuing across the country all over the place and you turned me on to the Benz by oh, yeah. Radiohead, which that by really far is. is still one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. yeah, huh? yeah. That's we, a good band so to see good. live,
4: too. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, know if we've ever seen them live.
1: But. I, I, I saw them at uh, Irving Plaza. I was lucky enough to go a few years back. Yeah. What's your thoughts on them not playing "Creep"? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I you,
1: and I know you sound like the Jeremy Jer- guy. Play <laughs> <Like> "Creep." <laughs> I know you're a big. I redo. don't.
4: I don't give a shit about "Creep." I mean, I, if they play it, great. I like the song, but you know. But they're
1: purposely not playing it. That's what drives me nuts. They've
4: They've started playing. I it heard. Again. It. I did hear. I that. went to the shows at Madison Square Garden last year. Yeah. And they played it.
1: Why are you giving? Because I wanted
2: to
4: go and I couldn't oh, oh, go. Oh,
1: you're giving Stephen Lynch the finger. All right. <laughs> no, no I, was they're, a, they're 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 no, the, they're
4: a great live band. Though. Amazing. i have seen them a
1: number of times, like on the road. Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Band. yeah. Really um, so so you ended up uh, you started traveling pretty much the world with with your act for a while, didn't? didn't still, you, still,
4: we just got back from two European tours. Did you really? Yep, we did. Um, I don't know why. It was split into two <laughs> tours that bu- sort of boggles my mind but the first half was like Scandinavia and Germany and Wow Holland and, and then we came back had a few months off and then went back and just did the UK and wow. Ireland super fun
1: so how many uh, dates are you doing a year
4: I don't know. it depends on like like I, I was trying out new stuff right and Putting out a new record, hopefully soon. It's recorded. It's ready to go. It's just like a record company thing now. Beautiful. Um, and when that happens, we go. You know, we do. We tour extensively, but then in, in the times off, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, you'll you'll catch me at the Shell station buying some ding dongs at three in the morning. I, <laughs> you you know. just
1: disappear. Yeah. Do you do local? I do it stuff? for my sanity. Yeah.
4: No, I mean we recorded. We did a a, a a special like a. You know, like a the live uh, like a live show special, which we recorded in our in the town we live in. Oh, cool! Just because it's small, it's like easy to sort of yeah. You know, you come to New York, you do it. It's going to look great, but it's going to cost a billion dollars, right? You got to sell tickets, and at right. home you can just tell your friends, "Hey, come to check out the
1: show. We're going to record it." That's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, how many months off do you do you take? Do you tap out for like a like a year or how long? A year, sometimes more than a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see. This is what fascinates me. Uh, uh,
4: it's all about inspiration. Like yeah. if I, if I'm writing, then I don't want to go out on the road because I can't. I don't write when I'm on the road. So if I'm writing, I just want to concentrate on doing that. And and I'm not prolific, so it takes me a while to come up with material. And so once it's ready to, or I think it's ready to go, I call up my guy and I go, all right, it's time to go. Let's book a tour. (laughs) What
1: What? is he up to during this time? Uh, (laughs) What do you do?
0: (laughs) You're just waiting on him?
4: (laughs) I
5: I had a job at the library
4: for a little while. He works at the Shell stage. I worked at the Shell stage. (laughs) No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Like hey Rod, <laughs> more ding dongs, more ding dongs <laughs> uh, And then how's the writing going? Got anything new? Please, can <laughs> we get on the road? And then Rod gets the call. And then Rod gets the call. And so last year signal. we went out on the road and we tested all this stuff out. We did a big tour. Yeah, it was great. It went really well. So we got home and at the end of the year went into the studio, recorded everything. Then then uh, did a live show, recorded that because we'll we'll. What I like to do now is offer two for the price of one, a studio record and a live record. Oh nice. That way, you know, people who like sort of the energy of a live yeah, sure. show and who like to hear laughter right. can hear in in that context. And yeah. then people who just like the music can sort of hear the smart the studio version that I have in my brain that yeah. I that I prefer. But yeah, and so and now we're just kind of biding our time until uh, the record comes out and I'm sure we'll hit the road again seriously. Right. But in that time,
1: we're just so what do get you, over to England do some shows, do the So what do you do when here? you're not performing and you're in Michigan? <laughs> no, what what does Steve Lynch do? What what do you like to do besides the I mean, music? I'm
4: always trying to write, you know right. what I mean? That's always the I get up and I make concerted effort every day to to do something creative. Um I'm just I'm just real slow. I'm real fucking slow. God
1: <laughs> damn is.
4: I wish I could pump out like a record a year. No. Be man. one of those guys. You I just got, can't do it. You've just, got a
1: lot of material though at this point.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, it'd be nice not to have like five years between records. What, you know? It'd be nice you, to have like two.
1: Maybe. When you say you're slow, do you vape?
4: <laughs> I don't.
1: You don't smoke pie. I, or you go old school.
4: Well, I, the last time... Oh,
2: God. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This is the good stuff.
4: Like six months ago, Rod and I, went, or like a year ago, we went to, uh, where was that, Portland?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Or no, it wasn't even that. My mother-in-law gave me some edibles.
1: I love edibles. I, Let's talk if about If I'm going to get high, go it's going to be edibles. Yes. You
4: know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't know. I just don't do well with, with smoking weed. So one Sunday, I was like, all right, I got nothing to do today. Let me, let me just take a little nibble of this... Uh, chocolate bar and ate a little square of it and i felt pretty good and i got a little buzz on i was like this feels really good (laughs) all
3: right i already know what you're gonna say
4: you're gonna you're gonna think that i immediately ate more and then got too high no oh the next week i was like well i ate one square last week had a good time let me eat one square this week the new square was where all the marijuana was in the chocolate bar because I got higher than I've ever been in my fucking life. (laughs) I I even called, I've texted Rod, I was like, Rod, uh, like help, like I couldn't leave the couch. I was watching um, a Beatles documentary and their teeth were freaking me out. Like, I had to watch, what was that show? Shits Creek? Shits Creek, that's right. Something I'd seen before. Like, I just felt comfortable with it. I was like, all right, you guys, Eugene Levy's gonna bring me back down to Earth. Yeah. And he did, and I nice. felt comfortable, and it, it, like four or five hours later, I managed to crawl off the couch and <laughs> go to sleep. Steven used to call uh, Smoking Pot his uh, beef Mexi Melt syndrome. you
1: like, <laughs> right.
2: he, he would say we were like, getting the drive-thru of Taco Bell, yeah. and you see Mexi Melt on the menu, and you just go,
5: Oh, that sounds good. And
2: then you buy it, and you take a bite,
4: and it's fucking dog shit. <laughs>
0: right.
4: <laughs> so right. And, and so then a month later, you go to Taco Bell, and you see beef Mexi Melt, you go, why wouldn't I have liked that? It looks delicious. I'll yeah. ju- let me get a beef Mexi. (laughs) and you eat it and it's fucking terrible again and that's me every time I smoke weed like I'm like why wouldn't I like weed I like you know like I like to feel good all my friends smoke weed let me get a little high and then immediately I go okay how long is this gonna last I'm not having a good time but if
1: you could balance the edge, If I could balance man, it, if I figured, perfect. that's what I thought I did but with my he one square. You <laughs> couldn't do it. But you couldn't do it. But you got to go gummy bears or something because at yeah. least in each gummy bear they, yeah. they know how much is in those totally. pretty much. But a chocolate bar, like it's you too said. Yeah. Like it all cr- and it And homemade went, too, right? right? If, yeah. yeah,
4: like somebody injected it with, I don't know how. They do I don't it. know how they, the they do it they either. They but Like turned it upside down. Or maybe it was drying on an angle. some guy knocked
1: it on the floor and it all fell to the one corner. And that's the one I got. Right. I honestly don't know how this works but i I, I understand your point though all i know is i
5: got a text to
4: all caps serious beef Mexi melt situation (laughs) oh yeah right that's that's how i let you know that i was super high wow yeah
1: (laughs) i made the same mistake uh with edibles because uh, I, I thought you were going to say the same thing. You do a little bit, you're like, oh, this isn't bad, and and, and right. if, you if you don't wait to 75 minutes, you got to know. Yeah, you
4: can't. You got to have
1: patience. You're like, oh, I don't feel anything, so you take another one, and now you're off to the fucking races. Forget it.
4: Yeah, what? I got a, a pot brownie once on New Year's Eve. Had a pretty good time, so I grabbed another one and took it home. And I put it on my kitchen table. And like an hour later, my 10-pound Bichon Havanese was looking a little funny. And I looked at the table, and the whole fucking thing was gone. Oh. And he was like, he couldn't stand up, and he's falling over. <laughs> right. And like, going, ah! I was like, fuck! So I had to take him to the vet. They had to put charcoal in him to get him to puke. I asked the vet if he had managed to save any of the pot brownie. Like, yeah. can I still eat this? Or <laughs> so that was like three hours. And then I got back. And I, I looked at my other dog, and he, she started to act weird. I was like, no. "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Like, yeah, they just like passed the baton, so I had to go back get another charcoal. The puke. Oh god! <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: they were passing <laughs> passing it back and forth to each other. That, that's great.
1: I, I got all. I've my- had
4: nothing but terrible experience with weed. Why do I keep trying? It's yeah. beef Mexi melt
1: syndrome. Well, now I am want to get the G pen. People have fun with the G-Pen. I don't even know what that is. Really? it's Just a little uh, G-Pen. It was and, like uh, a vape? Like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. It just has a little it's oil amazing. cartridge and you just puff on it whatever you want. It's awesome. Don't have to turn it on or anything more or less. You need one of those. Somebody uh, uh, Matt from uh, Smoking Tire might have turned me on to that. (laughs) We did a podcast from a yacht this summer. I love this. I love what I'm doing. Nice, because just like you said, it's got to be
4: fun,
2: right?
1: Well, when you you can make your own hours, you can get the people on you want to talk to. I didn't didn't know I was going to talk to you today. I I got a a last minute call. I'm like, fuck! Now I get to talk to Stephen Lynch. This is awesome. Because the problem with doing a radio show every day is like just the grind of it. I know people have real jobs and work their asses off, but that's why I relate it to you. Because when you're done, you're done and you go right and then when you're feeling it again you're like "Hey rod let's Let's do this again and then you're back uh, on the road uh, you know performing and playing your songs it is kind of ideal so that's what I do. I'll, I'll podcast, and then I'm like, Mike, I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna go fish for a week or two. Yeah. I do a lot of fishing these days, and uh, that's,
3: what I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, he's like, Hey, come on, be on this team. I'm like, This is fucking awesome. I'm like, Let's do a show every day because I'm thinking radio. we been <laughs> all out. ambitious. Young Mike <laughs> is so ambitious. <laughs> like. Ambitious isn't the word. He's like, Hey, do a one sheet to me. It's like 11 pages. He's like, Bro, I'm not gonna read 11 pages. So we do like two shows. I'm like, All right, tomorrow morning, let's just hit. It. He's like, Bro, I'm going fishing. I'll hit you up in a week or two. Right. I would stand by the. Like, I oh, don't know what to do with myself. Like, what do I do? I'm just trying to produce the show. He's why is he fishing?
1: <laughs> oh, you're like I'm ready to revolutionize the podcast industry. <laughs> no
3: man, two
1: weeks, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, two weeks. I, I made it to the top of the mountain. Now this is all about having fun. Yeah, you are be, you be, in the having right. fun stage of your life? Yes. If you can do what you want, then you're right. lucky. Lucky person i'm still competitive and i want the podcast to be very successful but i'm also it's more about just having fun being around people that i really really enjoy no toxicity it's just it's just we podcast when we want and uh and that's it it's been a blast well we did have some fun in the good old days oh oh my god do you remember all the beer we drank at NEW? and the parties i mean beer wasn't there like a a Jägermeister that,
4: machine. You're right. I always hated Jägermeister, but I, I admired the way you guys took to that fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, they are really tearing this Jägermeister machine like apart. Horses to a salt lick, lake. Just,
1: what, yeah. what I'm finding out is doing the podcast, I got a lot of newer listeners, so they don't even know these NEW stories, so I try to pepper them in. But basically, when we were at, uh, at NEW in New York, and then we got syndicated around the country... Um, I, I was in a bad relationship Anthony was getting a divorce yeah. so after the show we did not want to go home so we, right. we would bring all the people back to our office, and everyone would be smoking pot. We'd fire up the Jägermeister machine. This was right next to the general manager's office. Right. But our ratings were so crazy that yeah, they were like – guys
4: ran that show. Like you, you they, were, they're not going to say anything nothing. to you guys.
1: And then we had beer companies coming in and stocking our fridge. We didn't have to pay for shit because right. they, they were hoping that we would say that we're drinking Budweiser on the air or Sam Adams right, or what, right, what have right. you. And uh, some nights we wouldn't leave there until midnight and have to drive all the way back out to Long Island, and then come back, you know, the next day and do it all over again, man. But those parties in those offices. And then 9-11 happened. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't have anything to do with had nothing to do with You're <laughs> <laughs> not wrong though. Uh, that was
4: right in the middle of everything. You're yeah.
1: not wrong because then that was like everyone had to Things get Things got weird. Got weird and everyone got had to get serious for a long time after that. What I should have is
4: Janet Jackson's nipple happened because then things really got weird. Well, that was a little later, but
1: no, what really happened was we had a couple have sex at St. Patrick's Cathedral here in New York (laughs) City. That's what happened. I I can't believe
4: that's even a thing. Like, who gives a shit about that? Like, why why was that a thing?
1: Well, because it was just
4: two consenting people having sex in a
1: church. Not even the church; it was in the vestibule. In the vestibule, and and the guard that saw them didn't want anything to do with it. They're like, "Get out of here." What's up, uh, Paul? We're in St. Pat's, and he's doing the balloon knot inside. And a security guy is coming up to us right now. All right,
2: all right, all right. Hey,
1: come on, let him go. They're okay, there. No, let him go. And and.
4: It just sounds like fun, wacky hijinks well, our, to me.
1: Our old pal Paul Mercurio decided to uh, make a stand that day. <laughs> oh no. Oh. He made a stand that day and he, I, don't remember I do what believe happened. he yelled something like, Where's your God now? And you know, and, and then the guard and then the guards basically saying, Just leave, I don't want to deal with this. Right. And he wouldn't leave, and then the cops showed oh, up because no. we are broadcasting this whole thing. And that was a balloon knot, just so you knew. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not where's your god now? <laughs> <laughs> and then they arrested the couple, and they still didn't arrest Paul Mercurio, and, and they're still telling him to get out of here. And then he took a cab down to the, the precinct, and then they finally arrested him there. Like, all right, we'll arrest you, too. Oh, he wanted to get arrested. Ah, uh, I think he was into yeah. grandstanding a little bit. I got you. Uh, I could say or that Or he's like much. a captain.
4: He wanted to go down with his ship.
1: Right. I think you would. His
4: the- butt-fucking <laughs> ship. <laughs> <laughs> Butt fucking in a vestibule ship, yeah. No, I was inv- I was one of the uh, like spotters. spotters not yeah. that day. Not. I don't think that day. No. I, I want to say a
1: different one. I don't think I've ever said this on the radio, but I have you to thank for losing my whole career for two and a half years. Because <laughs> yes! <Wow!
2: laughs> yes, is this going
1: to be an ambush? Wait, is this- <laughs> Why is this door locked? That- <laughs> that's the FBI. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll tell you why, and I have told the story, but I don't think I ever told it on the air. See, me and Anthony, even though we were shock jocks coming coming up with these crazy-ass things to do, we were sort of smart and knew where the line was. So we did the sex for... Was that the third
3: annual? The one you got fired was the third one.
1: All right, so we knew to uh to get our friends like yourself people that we could trust that could get out of uh dangerous situations because we knew the bit itself was insane and right. edgy and shocking. Okay. You had a show or something. You were you were supposed to be the spotter that day and you you had to tap out for a gig. I mean, it happens all the time. I'm so glad this is where that story
4: is going. <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
1: And, and we didn't know Paul Mercurio that well. He was just oh, starting to So he to was a do, replacement. He replaced you, Stephen Lynch. Oh, I And I thought sorry. we could trust him, because you would have... When the guard said, get out of here, I have no doubt in my mind, Stephen Lynch would have said, all right, come on, on, let's out. get out of here.
4: Wait, did I vouch for him? Uh, what do you mean? For
1: Paul? No, was no, it? he was... No, of course not, because yeah, I don't oh, even okay. know him. Okay, all right. So we... <laughs> Last minute, we needed someone to sub for you because you had a a bigger gig. Yeah, so I I have
4: you to play. If I had only (laughs) not (laughs) had a gig, I guess (laughs) you guys would still be on WNEW.
1: We never, we never. Anthony
4: would still be going through a divorce. Oh no, no, he <laughs> you... took care of that
1: early. Oh yeah, no, I he know. took. You know, he
4: took care of that early, and uh... somebody would have died from too much Jägermeister. Oh my
1: God, <laughs> it then... had to end, man. It had to. End. Of course, it
4: had to. It had to come to an end. I've
1: mentioned this in the past because a lot of the bosses at the time they were trying to calm us down a little bit. And I'm like. This is what the audience wants. I don't know what to tell you. We felt like we were on a runaway train it and we couldn't a, stop yeah, it. it. It was like that. I, I was hoping it would last a little longer because we never got to that point in our careers ever again. We did okay after that at uh, Sirius for a little while. But when we got fired. Yeah, it was
4: a different different feeling over there, though. It was a different situation. Totally. It wasn't as dangerous because no. the radio was the radio. Yeah. It was a... An institution. Yeah. Especially WNEW is yeah. a fucking New York institution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys came in and just fucking
1: tore it apart. And kicked it in the balls. Yeah. threw it down the stairs.
4: Oh, my God. You're right. because It on seems sa- so
1: dangerous. Yeah, because on satellite, you know, if you were listening to our channel, you were paying for it. And you're like, no, I want to hear this. You Does knew it-
4: what you were getting into. You could say whatever <laughs> you want. You right. could almost do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, but it was a different vibe. Yeah. It wasn't the same sort of sense of like what what you know like falling yeah.
1: over a cliff or something. you had to listen because you didn't know what the hell was gonna happen yeah the one other thing we could certainly move on that when we got fired at naw they put police tape up and they went through our office trying to find I don't know what to this day trying to find the goods on you guys <laughs> I don't know but no one was allowed in the office the people that were uh, oh, allowed man. to keep their jobs they they had a guard at the door I don't I guess they were trying to find stuff that they could you know uh, pin on us because they knew technically we didn't break any FCC regulations right um, and then I remember they're just we, looking for blow weren't they that's what they were looking p- for drugs yeah. who knows wow. Yeah, who knows? But then um when they finally let us back in our office, it was destroyed. They went <laughs> through that office. <laughs> oh. they they knocked everything over Your and computers dumped everything were blank. Out. Oh my god, yeah. They took the hard drives for real. Yeah. They were they were searching through the hard drives. They didn't find you know, they didn't find anything. So right.
4: anyway. Not that you know of. No.
1: And I gotta say the uh, the last time I saw you live was Carnegie Hall. Yep. When you fucking sang "Purple Rain" <laughs> at Carnegie Hall, legit though. I could have just retired there. That's what I'm thinking. That's like, why I'm bringing what it I mean? up. Like, yeah, I remember you fun. standing on people's seats. I think you were walking the audience, just walking yeah. on the back of everyone's seats. If I remember yeah, yeah, correctly, yeah. with a wireless mic, singing "Purple Rain" at the top of your lungs. Cru- you crushed it. That was so much fun. You didn't. You didn't change the words or anything. You you sang it straight. Yep. And destroyed. And I went to myself, I think this is his career moment right here. This is it. Don't you it's think? The, or close? I, yeah, I mean, I'm never going to top that. <gasps>
4: right. That was just the best. Although. <laughs> Give me one. I could do, uh, no, I'm just thinking of what else, I, <laughs> what other Prince songs I could do. <laughs> I don't think that, I knew. I think I knew that was my one shot at Carnegie Hall, too. Like, they're, they're not letting me back in this place once I sully it with my, uh, I don't know, Disgusting. But you were able to Lyrics. talk them into
1: giving you purple lights i think if i remember correctly right
4: yeah yeah it was a whole thing yeah
1: I had a choir yeah yeah <laughs> did that, how much did that cost you it was
4: free it was all my friends there's rod <laughs> and my brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just a bunch of, uh, all i had to buy were choir robes <laughs> wait you have a brother
1: yeah i didn't know that
4: yeah yeah and he goes on tour with you a little bit he used to yeah. back in our younger days right but now he's a family guy he's got Kids himself. He lives in Chicago. So, no, no, he hasn't been on the road with me in probably a decade or more. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, got... no, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right, though. Uh, Carnegie Hall Purple Rain is the pinnacle of my yeah. all the <laughs> no, I... downhills. No, I'm dead serious. Oh, okay.
2: like, no, it
4: was like, I, what I mean is, it was a highlight in my yeah. life. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's one I'll look back on and always be like, "That was fucking great." Yeah, you're still you're still crushing it. You're I'm still, still having it. fun. We're yeah. still doing it. It's, just, yeah. you know, it's maybe small, little smaller places, and not so ambitious with my choice of closing song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you mean when you graduated from that to "I, I Will Always, always Love, Love You", you by <laughs> Whitney <laughs>
4: Houston? Yeah, we did switch to that for a while. Yeah? That, that was fun too. But that was that one's way harder to sing. Oh, yeah. how do you hit that note? I don't. I don't think I did. I think I, <laughs> I, think got got I bailed out, and then, then I was like. <laughs> <I, right. laughs>
1: Tune down the guitars a little bit, yeah, right? right? Just a yeah, little right. bit. Tune everything down. <laughs> way <laughs> way down.
4: Right? This isn't as impressive for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like Steve Perry singing Open Arms. It's like, what uh.
1: key is that song in?
4: <laughs> So now I come. You're like, nope. If I can sing it, it's not in the right key, my friend.
1: <laughs> and how does he compete with the Filipino kid? Yeah. You can't compete yeah, with that a Filipino. I mean, that
4: guy, but, but that guy's basically just doing. Steve Perry karaoke, obviously, right, right. But but he can nail all the notes,
1: right? I don't think Steve can hit. You know the story anymore. there, right? Neil Sean, yeah. Neil Sean was just drunk one night, like fuck this, I'm not done with Journey, and he yeah. he went on YouTube and was just trying to find people that sound like Steve Perry, and he he found the kid. Yeah, he was like singing at a wedding or something yeah. in the Philippines, <laughs> and amazing. and he invited him to L. A. And next thing you know, he went from living pretty much on the sh- On the streets to uh, having a damn good life in the states. (gasps) Yeah, I saw that documentary. It was a great documentary, wasn't it? It Yeah, really Really good. good. And now Steve Perry came came back. He's back. I the didn't... voice is back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: don't,
1: I don't give a
4: shit. I love Steve Perry. Of course. He is like, like that. when I was growing up, he was the end all be the all shit. for me. Right. So I love him no matter what. Even if I don't, you know, like I listen to some of the new songs and they're they're not my cup of tea, but right. I don't give a shit. I still he, love Steve well,
1: Perry. Well, he hasn't changed his style that much. So it sounds, his new songs are definitely good. Yeah. He still could sing his ass off, but yeah, they right. sound, the songs sound a bit dated, that's all. Yeah. But didn't you... He uh, I heard over the years that his voice went and that was why he tapped out Yeah, I think he had like vocal nodes or something and
4: got surgery and
1: but he's talking now where he just had it Had nothing to do with his voice. Yeah, he was just that's probably the truth. He was just burnt out It sounds like he pretty much hates the rest of the guys It was like I'm done with this shit and and then he just disappeared and he wasn't he wasn't singing or doing anything for years Moved back to Kalamazoo, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) I see him at the Shell Station
4: (laughs) sometimes. Same Shell
1: Station. (laughs) The one Shell Station. And then he fell in love with someone that um, had cancer. And and, um, she wasn't with him that long. And she was pretty much the one that said, yo, you You got to go back to doing this. I mean, come on, man. You're Steve Perry. Right. And that's how it uh, it, uh, came back together.
4: I love him so much.
0: Robert.
1: Robert's a huge
4: fan of steve perry of yours
1: got sick
0: his wife got sick and that's that's why he tapped out
4: right
1: what originally
4: his wife had had cancer yeah he was fed up with the whole thing then his wife got he just did an
0: interview that's why he was telling all this i
1: thought his new girlfriend had the cancer
0: yeah he's like sort of you want to stay away from him (laughs) what yeah both 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 women got sick
1: yeah, two
4: that yeah. are you like saying it's Steve's dogs? fault
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: that <laughs> <laughs> both of his wives got cancer?
5: How toxic or, or are you
4: saying that he's drawn to a certain yeah. type? That
0: might be it. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> How toxic is Steve Perry that everyone's getting sick? <laughs> yeah, we just him? I mean patient
0: just, 0. Just oh, my God. bad God. Uh, he just had bad luck. I didn't uh, know
4: his yeah, his uh, original. His and first... he and Neil didn't get along, and then it just became this whole toxic goodbye. and Then his, the women got the woman got sick, yeah, his the wife ru- got sick, and then the second wife got sick. Yeah, the rumor
1: was that he uh, had a shitty his voice, you know, failed. everything. I mean, he just. But that's not true,
4: really. Well, you remember the behind the music? Remember they used to do those behind the sure. Music? His excuse then was that like his, he has had a back issue, right? And he couldn't tour. <clears throat> so I, I think he. I think you're right. I think he just was sick of it hated all the dudes in the band
1: and just quit. Yeah. And so then he keeps coming up with different reasons why he quit. Right. Yeah, cuz he they he tapped out when they were still massive. What year did he tap out, do you know? I mean, he did his solo stuff that O'Sherry oh, like in the early
4: 90s, I yeah, think. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. For the love of strange medicine. Oh, no. <laughs> that that horrible I, I do not. Yeah, that there's a reason. Yeah. It's really bad. So yeah, they may- put out a record and didn't do very well, and then I think he just... And maybe that, that was the catalyst where he's like, look... Then they got Steve Augeri. Oh, that's who, right. Whose name just happens to rhyme with Steve, Steve Perry, Perry. Right. And he sings
1: exactly like him.
4: Right. He kind of looks like him, too. Kind of looks like him. Yeah.
1: And then who's the other... Uh, Dean... Uh, C- Castronova. Castronova. Castronova, yeah. He's, a drummer. He's a drummer. He sings a few songs yeah, just like Steve he's Perry, He's a great too. singer, too. Right. Yeah. So... Um, speaking of documentaries, did you see the Leonard Skinner one? No. Oh, is that a new one? Yeah, that's out on. Uh, I think it's. Show- Don't
4: tell me how it ends.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. Oh, I bet. And it's not even the documentary that they really want to put out because there's another documentary uh, that. That they lost in the in the courts and it's going to finally come out because the band members didn't want some of this footage and stuff to oh, really? to see the light of day and they finally lost. Why? I, I, I believe, wonder why. Well, I, I think it's a lot of the footage around the crash site and all yeah. all that stuff and I, I don't know. I, I didn't expect to talk about this today, but there, it was held up in the courts and it finally the courts finally said no. You guys have every right to release this. So there's going to be another one that comes out. Wow, that's a lot of Skinnerd, man. I love Skinner though. I like some Skinnerd. They're finally retiring. I'll
4: watch a documentary about any band. Oh, With yeah. Even if I don't like the band. Uh, absolutely. Watch like, I watched that e- Four Hours Eagles documentary. That was amazing. I didn't like the Eagles, but the <laughs> documentary was fucking great. It was
1: amazing.
4: I, I like Tom Petty. He's he's the fine. Tom Petty one was But good. that that was another, like, three and a half hour documentary. I'm there from the beginning to the end. Yes. I, I love
1: all that stuff. Did you see the uh, Amy Winehouse documentary? Also great. Amazing. Great,
4: great footage. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: I even like the Lady Gaga one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. (laughs) Oh, Ooh.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Rod, write this down. (laughs) Lady Gaga documentary. We have something to do
1: tonight. Not a big fan of Lady Gaga, but I I actually like documentaries in general. Love them. Yeah, me too. That's my favorite genre. It's pretty much the only movies I, I watch these days. Yeah. I can't be bothered with most other movies, so. Um, I think I think the, that's it. I want I want to get let me see. We covered
4: Steve Perry and
1: his dead wives. Good, that's right? good.
4: Girlfriends. We got through the old WNEW days. We did. We got. Um, yeah, I think we covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> how's,
1: how's home life. Ambitious Mike. Home life's great. it's good at home. Dare dare I say you're still married or yeah? Is uh, wow. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> No, you were one of the first to get married. Dot, <laughs> dot, dot. Really? I think 2003 so. 2003 we got married. So 15 years we've been married. Oh, but you were with her a while before that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably what I'm thinking then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've been together. Because I'm up to uh, 10 years marriage now. Congratulations. Coming up in uh, November, yes.
4: But you're doing it with kids. Yeah, you didn't That want makes to it extra hard. No kids? Or easy, I don't know. Just never wanted? Just never... Uh, it just wasn't in the... We just... No. No. We both love our lives as they are. Nothing wrong with it. No.
1: no if it works for you, It's yeah, the I, fucking best. No, I'm not going to be the one that questions it. That's <laughs> all I'm saying.
4: Well, you know, sometimes you get looks from people that are like, oh, no kids, huh? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's a little selfish, but that's okay. You do what you want to do. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking selfish. Yeah. I love my life. Right. My brother's got kids, so I, I get to see my little niece and nephews right. you know what I mean my friends have kids and then you can leave at the end of the day I get to go home <laughs> but I'd watch a fucking four hour Eagles documentary that <laughs> I don't even fucking care about the band
1: and decide how and many eat an
3: edible and have I'm a really bad edible, time right. if I had a kid and I was all oh, freaked out because I was
5: high
1: <laughs> oh my god I might have I might have been high on an edible near my daughter <laughs> Thought I was going to smother her and <laughs> panicked. <laughs> well, I might have tapped out of edibles for a while. Might yeah, have. Yeah, i just gotta saying take a little, maybe that take a happened. I'm not really sure. So. Oh, Fingers <laughs> and
4: Assholes. We also covered oh, that Fingers today. and Assholes. That's yes. what we started with.
1: A- absolutely. Oh, uh, one thing about your music. Uh, the PC culture. Yeah. Has, that, has that fucked you up a little bit with some of those songs you used to do in the old days? The only songs that I would
4: probably have a problem with as far as content are songs I don't do anymore anyway. Like, I, I've sort of gotten past that shock value of it. Like, it was funny 20 years ago. It's not funny to me anymore. Which ones? Do you mind if I ask? Uh, Well, the Special Olympics song. Special Ed? No, Special Olympics.
1: Oh, that was... Uh, I haven't grand. done
4: that in maybe 12 years. Okay. It's just, I feel bad about it. Now. You know what <laughs> I mean? I feel like a real fucking
5: asshole. Watch them run. Watch them fall. Watch them try to catch a ball. Olympics. Special <laughs> I hate myself
4: <laughs> But that's okay, it's part of my past You know, you change, your taste change yes. Or whatever change And I, then some of the other stuff just sort of It's just The, 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 the humor of it didn't age very well I feel like, right. you know, like the gerbil song I <laughs> you put a gerbil in your ass It was funny, you it's, know it, and I think it's still funny
5: I bought a gerbil at the petting zoo if Richard Gere can do it, I can too.
4: You're the one. You're the guy <laughs> who still thinks this funny, and I love you for it, Opie. I'm so glad you still think it's funny. <laughs> I have regrets, too.
1: We all have. I mean, you know, when cell yeah, phones, no shit, man. When cell <laughs> I phones, mean, come on. When, when cell phones became popular, you know, shoving it up girls' uh, vaginas to see if they would ring inside, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> I mean, I do have some regrets myself. Oh, you feel bad about that? A little oh. bit. Calling a priest into N.W. studio because these two and they were hookers were doing a double dong uh, dildo show, and I just, <laughs> I thought the priest would appreciate this. It was like what's his name? It was like Caligula, Caligula back uh, then. The uh, uh, the hunger thong guy, Bill. Uh, he's a legend in New York. You oh, know, um, maybe we don't. Howard Chapin's see. brother. Maybe we don't want to say his name, but he he uh, ran this charity forever, and he hated me and Anthony. Even though we raised the most money because we had the biggest audience, right. but then I was an asshole one day. He's outside trying to give us numbers like how much money we raised on the last thing and autographs, guitar from whatever rock star, and I'm like, Bill, come in here, you gotta check this out. And it's two girls in the middle of a double dong dildo show. <laughs> Jeez, so Christ. I regret that too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yep, we all have our regrets. <laughs> so, we'll Things we'd rather forget about in life.
1: So I have some regrets.
4: Yeah, you know. Well, you know. You're not like 25 years old anymore. Uh, no. So that's a. I, so no, I don't have a problem with like PC culture or whatever. It, it, you know. My tastes have changed. What I think is funny has changed.
1: Yeah, that's good. You got to, you, you know, know, grow with it.
4: I mean, I'm, and people either come along with you or they right. don't think you're funny anymore and they stop.
1: Oh, pretty much well, most you. of the stuff I did 20 years ago, I have no desire to do anymore. I mean, I'm joking about it now, but. No, I hear you. Sometimes I cringe and I'm like, ah, and I try to tell people, yeah. I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bill Burr used to describe our show perfectly. He goes, It would hit you when you would walk outside and it's a bright, sunny day, and on the sidewalk, you'd feel like a piece of (laughs) shit. (laughs) But in studio, it made sense. Yeah. And that's how I always wrap my head around it. It's like like we're just trying to entertain people, but as soon as you hit that The more sort of over the top it was, the funnier it seemed. It was nuts. Well, then we also had that Shock jock label, too. So it was funny, and also let's try to really. You got to one up yourself all the time. It was insane. Yeah.
4: Um, Straight to the sun, my friend. Yep. Straight to the sun. <laughs> good times, though. Good
1: times. Good. We times. had some good
4: times back then.
1: Yeah. Can we do another one or what? Should we do one more? Now I'm all fired up. We got to do another one. Is Rod right. in on this one?
4: Yeah. Let's do one with Rod. What are we doing? Let's do. Um, what do you think? Summer. Summer song. Yeah, we can do summer, summer. That's a good one. That's a good one because it's about the summertime. It's
2: fall. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: We've been here since the summertime. Yeah, we, we sure have. I just love the passion behind your, uh, your songs, by the way. We, we always notice Try. that over the years. Try. All right, uh, here's Stephen Lynch. She's going to do another one for us.
4: Song about my favorite time of the year, summertime.
5: The hum of a few honeybees. Barely the whisper of a magnolia breeze Cicadas chirping their trees Summer song, summer song Cold lemonade every night Why don't we skinny dip in the moonlight Swat my sweaty neck Mosquito bite, summer song, summer song. Ooh, ooh. Well, kids all barefoot in short britches I watch them running through fields and ditches. Whoa. Lord, that mosquito bite itches. Summer song, summer song. Okay, this is no mosquito bite. It's swollen up and infected, and I don't feel right. Must have been a spider or some poisonous mite. Summer song, summer song. require immediate care somebody call an ambulance please homemade ice cream and tire swings summer song summer song I feel like my blood is on fire sweet baby Jesus my blood is on fire Swimming hole And my blood is on fire Summer song Fire blood Ooh. Ooh. Where the fuck is that ambulance? I am becoming seriously concerned I'm also starting to hallucinate summer squash cumberbatch I can't believe this is how it ends please tell my ex-wife I still love her I don't even care about her and Ray Ray yes I do summer whore I should have hung out more with my kids especially Todd who's had a rough time methamphetamine's a son of a bitch skinny jeans Shonda Rhimes oh god oh it burns oh Jesus my blood is on fire. Oh, Jesus, I don't want to die. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm coming, Jesus. Jesus, help me. So here we are, two hours later. It turns out I just had low blood sugar. The pain. Medics gave me cold lemonade and laughed at me, which was wrong. Called me pussy, (laughs) but I am strong and I will sing my summer song, my summer song. Yeah. That song is
4: epic, man. It's like <laughs> ten minutes long. Feel free to chop it up if you guys want.
1: I love it, man. Bravo. That's... God damn. Thanks, man. <clears throat> well, we got the guitars. Maybe one more. And then <laughs>
2: well,
1: I, I only Play see creep. you once every five years. <laughs> maybe a maybe a classic. Oh, yeah. Maybe a...
3: she uh. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's got a smile.
4: That's the best one. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Trying to remember how to play creep <laughs> And then B minor. B- no. G. Yeah. I, I, we're not gonna play. <laughs> so. yeah, C, C C minor. You're
1: right. Um, how about one more and we'll we'll get you out of here. If not, that's fine too. No, no, I yes, don't want to pressure that, you, and- huh?
3: What? You stand out. We gotta play classic. We don't to. What are you crazy? Mike. Ambitious Mike. He's on. Let's him. get three songs. He's like Obi, you play good, cop. <laughs> right. You gotta get out of here. Let's right. No, three
5: songs. Another song. <laughs> one more song. One more. All right. All right and one and more. then we'll uh,
1: wrap this podcast up with Stephen Lynch.
5: Um. Why don't we do? Uh,
4: shit, Ryan. Oh, are you taking requests for classic? No, okay. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> that is where I draw the line. <laughs> you motherfucker. Um, what are some of the old ones we do in the show? I don't even remember. We do, uh, Tattoo. Oh. That's real old, old school. I think that's the only thing I ever... Yeah, let's do this one. Fuck it. This one, um, this is one I probably should feel bad about. Oh, really? But I don't, and I'll tell you why. It's because I wrote this after being on your show, and it was an up... one of the many Catholic priest scandals had just come to light, as usual. The Catholic Church was trying to cover it up, pretend they didn't know about it, or they weren't sending these guys off to do it again to somebody else. We were on I was on your show, and like somebody from the Archdiocese of New York called in, and I remember he was explaining it away, and like, oh, you know say is, these things are anomalies and it's not a usual thing and we, we we really and i was just sitting there livid like just so you lying motherfucker i'm gonna go home i'm gonna write the most scathing satirical love song between a priest and an altar boy and i'm gonna bring the fucking catholic church to its knees it did not work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was Bill Donahue, by the way. I Bill remember. Donahue, I yes. remember that day like it the was Catholic, yesterday. League. Wait, that was Catholic East? League of Catholic New York. Yeah, that was, was that was Bill Donahue, right. who, who had a real problem with us having you know the couple have sex at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Wait, so we were the inspiration for that song? I think I
4: wrote it after hearing him like, well, no kidding, talk about how you know. This never happens. Right, and it was right. like, everybody's rolling their eyes like, come on, yeah." Man, this happens all the time. Yeah. You guys would just fess up about it. Stop trying to cover it up. Right on. So anyway, here's my love song between a priest and an altar boy.
5: Deep in prayer, my cross to bear, I kneel upon the floor. Temptations of a Catholic priest aren't easy to ignore but i cannot control myself it rips my soul apart for one small sheep among my flock has stole the shepherd's heart altar boy altar boy confess your sins to me You will find the grace of God Inside my rectory Mm -hmm. At Sunday Mass or Bible class I catch him in my view So I close my eyes But there he lies Spread eagle on the pew And when I see him in that frock, I think he looks so fine. I'll drop a couple roofies into his communion wine. Altar boy, altar boy, is it gonna be heaven or hell? You can play my organ all night long if you promise never to tell.
4: Maybe I feel bad for that organ line.
5: <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. If he thinks the second coming is bad, then the third one's gonna be insane. Or lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from sin. We could pretend that he was Jesus. Christ, and I was Mary Magdalene, altar boy, altar boy, confess your sins to me, you will find the grace of God inside. My res
1: <sighs> oh Wow, Stephen Lynch. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> this podcast certainly had a theme.
4: <laughs> it had a Why theme do you think today? I chose that song? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta end
1: it with the. And I, I want to help it out a little bit. Okay. Uh, something I did want to bring up on the the this podcast. I guess I'm bringing it up now. Uh, let's not forget that your parents, a priest, priest and, and a men. nun.
4: Yes, I know from w- which I speak.
1: Yes, so. not not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you're you're to my dead father. Just it's a joke, Oh, dead. I'm sorry to hear that by the way. Thank you. All right. But your dad was a priest and your mom was a nun and they yep. met when they were a priest and a nun and then they yep. both kind of had to hightail it out of the out of the church for a little while, right?
4: Well, they got kicked out of the They got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be Can I ask fucking what? when you're a priest and a nun
1: were they were they on the job? Like
4: Yeah, because Part of it was, you know, they like there were those real rabble-rousing, march in the street type, you know, like civil rights and no nukes and that kind of let's get out there and yeah, p- p- picket signs and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so I'm sure when they met and fell in love, their first thought wasn't like, how do we do this the correct way? Right. They're like, fuck it. We're just going to go for Let, it. Right. Let the church do what they may. Wow. And the church said, well, uh, guys, we're not too
1: cool with this. <laughs> and that's the only reason you're here. Defrocked. Right. Did they ever yeah. uh, go back to uh, religion?
4: Not formally, no. Right. I mean, they are always, it's, still had traces of that. Right. But no, they were not. Well, I'm not a big They were a little disillusioned with the church. Well, I'm not
1: a, I'm not a fan of organized religion, so. There you go. I'm more of a spiritual uh, guy there. Uh.
4: <laughs> a wink, wank,
1: wank. wank. <laughs> no, I really am, though. No, I really am. I I've changed
4: over the years my friend. That's what people who don't give a shit say, man. No, I I'm really very am spiritual. spiritual. I
1: believe God is everywhere. Okay. And I I I oh whatever. <laughs> Break out the edibles and then we'll really get into right, this. Let's... I'm turning this thing off. Um whatever. That'll be for the next podcast, but <laughs> God, it was so much fun to catch up with yeah, you. Man. For real, man.
4: Yeah, well, it was totally fun. I'm uh, glad we
1: did this. Stephen Lynch goes way, way back. And like I said, now I won't see you for another year or two, and you'll pop up again, and pop it'll be again. like old Maybe
4: times. Take will run into you in L.A. somewhere, and we'll uh, kung fu it to Vegas. And that would be amazing. Now the... that you got all this... Extra time, Mike's like, shut
2: the
5: fuck up, <laughs> man. We're doing shows
1: next week. We're Come trying on. trying to do a schedule <laughs> at No, my full-time job is the kids now, so I don't really have ah, the yeah. extra That's time. Yeah, but uh, and then I get to do this when when I'm feeling it. So, and Rod, Beautiful. always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Good to see you too, man. Um, you. All right, anything we, we want to promote? StephenLynch.com for all your dates.
4: Yep. When does this? When will this be available to people?
1: Um, Monday probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're playing Harris. Or where are you playing,
4: playing Harrah's in Atlantic City, or playing the PlayStation here? Uh, f- uh, I mean, this will all be over. Yeah, then. yeah. So matter.
3: anything st- after Monday that you could promote?
4: No, just the record coming out someday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I go on the site to look at the tour. Friday, Saturday, and that's it. That's it. There's no more <laughs> tour dates. It's
4: literally the end of the tour. It's two tour dates. Two so you
1: came in for the end of the tour, and now you're gonna go tap out and be in Michigan? The only time we were in New York, so. That, so I, I lucked yeah. out because now you're gonna disappear in Michigan again probably all right look Stephen Lynch is going back to Michigan he's gonna do some edibles hopefully uh yeah, we'll ho- write some new shit ho- faster, hopefully so. he's gonna write new shit in the next five years you know what, I'll
4: let you know when the records coming out all right that'd nice. that would be sure. nice all
1: right and, plug that and we'll section. plug that so you're not sure when the records coming out
4: it's so, gonna be it's, it better be by the end of the year so look for it okay it'll be called my old heart
1: my old heart yeah. uh, we will you yeah. know' Uh, tell you where you could get it okay that's it. that's it all right we did it joey take it away nice
0: nice indeed great guest that stephen lynch i heard him way back in the day while driving around long island when ona were on WNW. i still laugh about the time they were listening to the old muni air checks and making fun of the little lip smacks and noises that came out of scott along with those memorable pipes rest in peace sir Another reminder to check out stephenlynch.com to get his music or catch a show in the future. Please leave us a five-star review, and then if you want to be an asshole, keeping with today's theme, write something bad in the comments section. But please, five stars regardless. Go to opiradio.com for cool merch, and thanks for getting us to our 50th episode. So let's look out into our magic window and give a great big Opie Radio follow back to the following. At Lobo underscore sound. Luis Fernando. At Luis underscore Serrano 619. At Sports Meets Beer. That's Meets, M-E-A-T-S. They got a great podcast. Check it out. At Bill Algerman 1. A-U-G-E-R-M-A-N 1. Thanks for that sidecar photoshop, Bill. And at Jessica Rabbit 55 Follow them on Twitter because, like you, they get what we're doing here. Until next time, Joey Salvia wishing you a great day or evening. Because I have no idea when you're listening to this. You could be on the toilet for all I know. Just push one out while enjoying another fun episode of OP Radio. It's Pharrell on from CBS Sports Radio. I'm back on Westwood One, baby, with my new podcast, Pharrell on the Bets. You kind of like that, don't you? I know you dig it. We're going to be talking about sports betting in the biggest way possible. College of Bro Football, College of Bro Basketball, Baseball, Hockey, Boxing, MMA, all the biggest games, all the best bets to make you fat stacks six days a week. Pharrell on the Bets. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.